welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Gratefully, you love. It's your girl, Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and other selves. And amidst all of the upheaval taking place in the world at this time, let us not get distracted now. Remember, there's also a mass awakening taking place in the consciousness of all mankind simultaneously, whether many realize it or not. And that awakening is tearing down strongholds and demolishing superfluous systems and ways of thinking that has limited mankind for centuries while at the same time restructuring the individual and collective consciousness of mankind through knowledge and revelation. This so that mankind may become more of a reflection of the truth, the power, and the spirit of God within, the great I Am, not only for their own individual benefit, which is good, but also for all humankind and Mother Earth, as was originally intended. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Power Dominion Mastery Man does not exercise the power of his spiritual nature, because he lacks understanding of its character and of his relation to the originating mind in which he exists. From divine mind man inherits power over the forces of his mind and truth, power over all ideas. A quickening from on high must precede man's realization of his innate control of thought and feeling. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a quickening of the spiritual nature, which is reflected in intellect and in body. When one understands the science of being, one is prepared to receive this baptism and to utilize it along deeper lines of thought. Jesus had taught his apostles and followers, and they were prepared for the baptism that they received on the day of Pentecost. Ye shall receive power, when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Power is essential to the work that Jesus Christ expects his followers to do in the great field of humanity. The command is, go to every nation and preach the gospel. Man should apply the power of the word to his individual redemption, and he should speak the redeeming word of spirit to the multitudinous thought people of his own soul and body. Among the apostles of Jesus, Philip represents the power faculty of the mind. The word Philip means a lover of horses. In physical activity the horse represents power, the ox, strength. Each of the twelve fundamental faculties of man has an ego that reflects, in a measure, the original man idea in God. In the body consciousness the twelve apostles, as egos, have twelve centers, or thrones, from which they exercise their power. The will expresses its dominion from the head, love, from the breast, and power, the ego whose character we are analyzing in this writing, from the throat. Power is one branch of the great tree, in Genesis it is named life. The body of the life tree is the spinal cord, over which the motor system, with branches to every part of the organism, exercises its nervous energy. The power center in the throat controls all the vibratory energies of the organism. It is the open door between the formless and the formed worlds of vibrations pertaining to the expression of sound. Every word that goes forth receives its specific character from the power faculty. When Jesus said, The words that I have spoken unto you are spirit, and are life, 
He meant that through the spoken word he conveyed an inner spiritual quickening quality that would enter the mind of the recipient and awaken the inactive spirit in life. When the voice has united with the life of the soul, it takes on a sweetness and a depth that one feels and remembers, the voice that lacks this union is metallic and superficial. Voice culture may give one tone brilliancy, but every great singer has the soul contact. But higher and deeper still is the voice of one who has made union with spirit and who can say with Jesus, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. When we understand this power of the word, we have the key to the perpetuity of sacred writings. According to tradition, all the writings of the Bible were destroyed but they were restored by Esdras, who, remembered in his heart and rewrote them. Modern discoveries in the realm of mind and the measure explain this mystical statement. We know now that every word that man utters makes an imprint in the astral ethers, and that, when there is consciousness of God-life in the mind of the speaker, all his words become living identities and are perpetuated. Anyone who develops sufficient spiritual power may enter this book of life within the cosmic mind and read out of its pages. The mind and the body of man have the power of transforming energy from one plane of consciousness to another. This is the power and dominion implanted in man from the beginning. According to scripture, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and they shall have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the heaven, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Genesis 1:26. Lesser Translation In the kingdom of God within man's consciousness, the power faculty plays an important part in controlling the expression of the many emotions, inspirations, and thoughts. The voice is the most direct avenue of this expression, when man has dominion over the emotions and feelings from which the original impulse arises. The power of love makes the voice rich, warm, and mellow. Man can set love free in his soul by cultivating a loving attitude toward everybody and everything, he may add strength by silently speaking words of strength to each of the apostles sitting upon the twelve thrones within. Power swings open all the doors of mind and body. When one feels vital and energetic, the voice is strong and vibrant and brilliant. When one is sorrowful, the body weakens and the voice betrays its lack by its mournful intonation. Through the vibrations of power in the throat, one can feel the power of unity with the higher self more quickly than in any other way. This reveals that ideas rule the man, Jesus affirmed, all power is given unto me in heaven, mind, and in earth, body, a.b. When Jesus made this affirmation he undoubtedly realized his innate spiritual dominion, and when he consciously attuned his spiritual identity to mind and body, there was a conscious influx of power, and his hearers said that he taught them as having authority, and not as the scribes. In the process of regeneration the consciousness of power ebbs and flows, because the old and the new tides of thought act and react in the conscious and the subconscious realms of mind. However, when a disciple realizes his unity with omnipotence, he is but little disturbed by the changes that go on in his mind and his body, he knows that his spiritual dominion is established, and that firm conviction expresses itself in firm words. Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Here is the evidence of spiritual power united with the idea of eternity. This union destroys the thought of years and declining power, and when awakened in those who have believed in age, it will transform them and make all things new for them. Some metaphysical schools warn their students against the development of power, because they fear that it will be used in selfish, ambitious ways. It doubtless is true that the personal ego sometimes lays hold of the power faculty and uses it for selfish aggrandizement, we can readily see how what is called the devil had origin. To be successful in the use of the power of being, 
one must be obedient in exercising all the ideas that make man. If there is an assumption of personal power, Lucifer falls like lightning from heaven, and the adverse or carnal mind goes to and fro in the earth. The casting out of these demons of personality formed a large part of the work of Jesus, and those who follow him in the regeneration are confronted with similar states of mind and find it necessary to cast out the great demon selfishness, which claims to have power but is a liar and the father of lies. No disciple can do any great overcoming work without a certain realization of spiritual power, dominion, mastery. Without power, one easily gives up to temporal laws, man-made. The psychic atmosphere is filled with thoughts that are not in harmony with divine mind. These psychic thoughts are legion, and to overcome them one must be on one's guard. Jesus said, watch. This means that we should quicken our discernment and our ability to choose between the good and the evil. And why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? This wisdom of spirit is man's through the all-knowing and all-discerning power of spirit within him, and he need never fear going wrong if he listens to his divine intuition. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But man can never be free until he declares his freedom. The Twelve Powers of Man, by Charles Fillmore, 1930. Isis Unveil, Chapter 13 The Kabbalists say that a man is not dead when his body is entombed. Death is never sudden, for, according to Hermes, nothing goes in nature by violent transitions. Everything is gradual, and as it required a long and gradual development to produce the living human being, so time is required to completely withdraw vitality from the carcass. Death can no more be an absolute end, than birth a real beginning. Birth proves the pre-existence of the being, as death proves immortality, says the same French Kabbalist. While implicitly believing in the restoration of the daughter of Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, and in other biblical miracles, well-educated Christians, who otherwise would feel indignant at being called superstitious, meet all such cases as that of Apollonius and the girl said by his biographer to have been recalled to life by him with scornful skepticism. Diogenes Laertius, who mentions a woman restored to life by Empedocles, is treated with no more respect, and the name of pagan thaumaturgist, in the eyes of Christians, is but a synonym for imposter. Our scientists are at least one degree more rational, they embrace all Bible prophets and apostles, and the heathen miracle doers in two categories of hallucinated fools and deceitful tricksters. But Christians and materialists might, with a very little effort on their part, show themselves fair and logical at the same time. To produce such a miracle, they have but to consent to understand what they read, and submit it to the unprejudiced criticism of their best judgment. Let us see how far it is possible. Setting aside the incredible fiction of Lazarus, we will select two cases, the ruler's daughter, recalled to life by Jesus, and the Corinthian bride, resuscitated by Apollonius. In the former case, totally disregarding the significant expression of Jesus, she is not dead but sleepeth, the clergy force their God to become a breaker of his own laws and grant unjustly to one what he denies to all others, and with no better object in view than to produce a useless miracle. In the second case, notwithstanding the words of the biographer of Apollonius, so plain and precise that there is not the slightest cause to misunderstand them, they charge Philostratus with deliberate imposture. 
Who could be fairer than he, who less open to the charge of mystification, when, in describing the resuscitation of the young girl by the Tyanian sage, in the presence of a large concourse of people, the biographer says, she had seemed to die. In other words, he very clearly indicates a case of suspended animation, and then adds immediately, as the rain fell very fast on the young girl, while she was being carried to the pile, with her face turned upwards, this, also, might have excited her senses. Does this not show most plainly that Philostratus saw no miracle in that resuscitation? Does it not rather imply, if anything, the great learning and skill of Apollonius, who like Asclepiades had the merit of distinguishing at a glance between real and apparent death? A resuscitation, after the soul and spirit have entirely separated from the body, and the last electric thread is severed, is as impossible as for a once disembodied spirit to reincarnate itself once more on this earth, except as described in previous chapters. A leaf, once fallen off, does not reattach itself to the branch, says Eliphas Levi. The caterpillar becomes a butterfly, but the butterfly does not again return to the grub. Nature closes the door behind all that passes, and pushes life forward. Forms pass, thought remains, and does not recall that which it has once exhausted. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 You have decreed to prevent all mistakes, limitations, problems, and struggle. Every bit of that can be prevented by the Ascended Master's sacred fire and way of doing everything, and we can teach you many 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 ways to do things that mankind has never yet used. You can be the advance guard of the incoming civilization, and you can just as well know the harmonious way to do many of these things that seem so complicated, and are complicated, that cause confusion. And you can call to the beloved mighty I in presence and the ascended host to show you the sacred fire's way of manifestation, and if you care to call, we are more than happy to enfold you in our illumining mind, our illumining consciousness, our illumining harmonized feeling, our illumining sacred fire presence, and control of everything in your outer self, so you can have the magic way to live life and let your beloved I am presence, the magic presence of all eternity, come into you and show you what a magnificent way life has used throughout the eons of time to sustain this world, to ever expand the perfection that's been brought here, if mankind would just stop the creation of discord. If you will use this, you will find our enfolding sacred fire love will not only prevent discord in you and your world, but wherever you abide, it will hold helpless the discord in the world around you through which, sometimes, you have to pass. So beloved ones, if you care to accept our sacred fire, practical way to live life and use the God powers of the sacred fire to control conditions in you and around you, we are the givers of those God powers, those God flames of manifestation, those God ideas of illumination to the mind. We are the givers of the God feeling of life which our love is, and we are the givers of the way and means of controlling your physical bodies, and the conditions around you, that never create discord, and I think it's time some unascended beings learn how to live that way. Applause. Thank you so much. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia. Now one more thing. Whenever you wish to start out on something that's a new project or some responsibility you have to carry, even just solving your problems sometimes mentally, if you simply stop everything of the outer and call to your beloved I am presence to come in, 
and then call to the seven mighty Elohim of creation to fill you with, and enfold you in our world of the master control of the sacred fire's perfection, and the sacred fire's master way, the Elohim master way to produce the creation you desire, or the control of the condition you desire, then you open the way for us to fill not only you, but the conditions around you with the sacred fire of our heart's love. And whenever that comes in, we prepare the way so that when you come in and have anything to do there, automatically your presence has control of the outer self because it is harmonious, the outer self is quiet. If we enfold you in our heart's flame, I'll assure you, you can't get the flutters and nobody around you can disturb you. You could stand in the midst of turmoil and you'd be as calm as the great great silence, and that's mastery. That's the power you need in order to hold the harmony within by which your own beloved I am presence can pour into the situation whatever sacred fire produces perfection for you. And we, the enfolding cosmic sacred fire of our life blazes in and around you, that which raise you and everything in this world into the same great perfection which our love has produced in life. So from this hour, you can use our sacred fire love to do positively anything and everything you have to do in the physical octave, if you care to make this call to your presence and to us, and we shall await your call. We are waiting to give you experiences that will delight you beyond description. We are willing to give you the sacred fire love which our mastery is, that you may use it to master conditions here. And if you and we can't master conditions here, it won't be our fault. We'll teach you how and you do not have to become slaves of circumstance, or allow yourselves to be imposed upon by the conditions of the people in this outer world that will not, as yet, live the harmonious perfect way of life. We are the giver of the gifts of life. We are the seven builders of creation, and I assure you, we have not forgotten how to build perfection. So if you want our perfection and the secret of how it's done, how it's created in this world, the information is yours. There is no secret from our side. We give a limitless, but you must open the door. So when you want it, call for it. When we give it, you accept it. When you accept it, go ahead and use it, and your world shall become the perfection or our world, and your world will bless the rest of this world, just the same as our world is ready to bless you. I hope you can, and will remember to experiment with the use of our sacred fire God way of life to do everything, and give us the opportunity to flood your beings and worlds with blessings that, as yet, mankind has never used in this world. And we are ready to open the door today. So I trust you will come with us. Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia. Now, we offer you the enfolding miracle mantle of the seven mighty Elohim of creation's mighty love to life, and our perfection from the ascended master's octave can come in and around you, bless you, enfold you, protect you, and control you and take you forward to the victory for which you've called, and a victory that you can give to every part of life wherever you abide, because you can teach others to call for this, as we are teaching you. So from this hour remember, we are the new way to live life, new so far as this modern generation is concerned, but we are the original divine way of God's creation. And now we want your world to be our world and God's way of manifestation, so everything that you contact will be a blessing to you, a blessing to the world, and you will not have time to be discordant. We can shut the door, today, against the world of discord. As you set this into action, from the habit of using our Elohim sacred fire's heart's control of everything ahead of time, and let us show you the way out of discord in the outer world, and wherever you abide, you will be like the sun presence, the sun way to live life that illumines all things ahead of you, and you stand enfolded in our world and are able to give to the rest of life that which we give to you. 
So the heart flame of our love ever goes on and renders its service, till mankind turns its back on the shadows of human experience, and once again lives from the heart center, and does that which only produces perfection and freedom, and the victory of the ascension for all, and it can only come by the use of the heart flame of the sacred fire's love to manifestation everywhere forever. So we want to draw you into that realm, our heart realm of the right way to live life, and you shall have all the blessings we can bestow. Thank you with all my heart. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia. Thank you.